today. For, forget about the past and forget about past lies, okay? For today, you've got perspectives that work and you've got perspectives that don't work. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm gonna do it today by dropping another edition of a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. These were broadcasted live this week. My answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took five, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, happy Monday. Time for a spiritual tune-up. Thanks for the great questions, especially to my Infinite Possibility members. Overcoming lifelong limiting beliefs and biases. This is something that I have struggled with of late, wondering, what are my biases? Where did they come from? Maybe I was five or 12 or 32. When in my past did something happen that's preventing me from seeing things as I could otherwise choose to see them and be set free? Ah, painful, huh? All right, here you go to get more specific in the questions. How do you recognize, Mike, and overcome your own lifelong limiting beliefs and biases that prevent you from manifesting your dreams? Further, a second person asked a question that was more pointed, same context. Mike, I always find myself in a loop or a rut. I get stuck in with abundance and prosperity thinking, and it happens every year. I want to change this. I'm open to anything for any help. Same exact question, like how come I'm going through this loop in money, in love, in health, and creative fulfilling expression, whatever it could be. Is it my biases? Is it my invisible limiting self-sabotaging beliefs? Well, there's absolutely no question that every single one of us comes pre-equipped with baggage, okay? Baggage from this lifetime. And I would lay odds baggage from countless other lifetimes. And if there's a block, it's invisible. So it's like bumping into a glass ceiling or a wall and you don't know where you're going and you don't know why you're not progressing. There's absolutely something there. But let's not make this so complicated, okay? Today, forget about the past and forget about past lies, okay? For today, you've got perspectives that work and you've got perspectives that don't work. And these are not mysterious, okay? These are not invisible glass ceilings, okay? Where in your life is there disappointment? Either fresh disappointment right now, let's look at that, or recurring disappointment with money and abundance not showing up year after year after year. Where do you have disappointment? And right now, without regard to the past or prior lives, you can start exploring what your feelings and your thoughts are by, by just deliberately going there in your mind and or listening to what you say to your friends, watching how you behave. I believe in abundance, but I better buy the cheap ketchup. It's like, this does not add up. 
Either you believe in abundance and the universe is working on your behalf or you don't. And yes, there's room to play both ends to the middle. I'm doing the best I can with words. They slip and fail. But today you've got a disappointment. You can go there. Particularly if it's a lifelong frustration, go there and ask yourself, what is going on? This is what I do. I meditate every day and have been doing it for a couple of years, but I don't meditate like anybody meditates. I don't even know what I do except this. Instead of insisting that my mind go blank, because that's a good path from what I hear from other people, I go to places in thought. I go there and I wonder. I go there and I ask questions. I go there and I say, you know, how else could I see this? And why doesn't this make sense? Or does that make sense? And if I believe I'm an unlimited gladiator of love and joy, then how come I'm afraid? Or how come I might have anxiety? These are questions you can ask yourself. Try to reconcile. It does not matter what your past was because while your past may have implanted the block or the confusion you have today, you can look to that confusion and undo it. You know, I brush my daughter's hair every morning, lots of knots. I do not have to know where those knots come from, do I? Now, I, if, I, if I could figure that out and draw little maps and I might go here and there and I might undo it all, but just some good conditioner and a brush. You don't have to Connect all the dots when it comes to figuring out, figuring out your blocks. And I think more damage can be done by speculating, well, it must have been what mom said or my dad or when so-and-so. Or Don't even think you have to go there. It is not important to know the source. What's important is your feelings today and the roadblock that's in front of you today. I learned something, and I've shared this in some of my earlier works and my books um, and just to relay it because I'm sure you have a tangent and then you can understand it as well. But when I used to sit in lo for long hours in the library at university, uh, one of my courses was, you know, m calculus, math. And I, I quite liked math, uh, but there's always the equation you've never seen before. It's like unending. That's why you're in school. And I would sit in the library at an equation I had never experienced before. And I would think, and I would think, and I would think, and then I would be like, oh, thought out. And my mind would go out the window, and I would daydream, and I would wonder, and I would speculate. And then I'd come back, and I would think, and I would think, and I would think. And then I would speculate, and I would wonder. And, I, and in this process, it's like tightening a muscle and then releasing it. Tightening it and releasing it. And that release gives me an opportunity to have the, the windows open and new thoughts pour in because invariably, time and time again, to an astonishing degree, and I wondered, what is it that's happening to me when I go through these episodes? As if I was struck by lightning, I would suddenly like totally get it. I'd be like, ah, and then I would fill out an entire page of equations and there would be the answer. I go to the back of the book and check it spot on and I would be like, where the hell did that come from? Because it was not there when I began. And take this tangent in your life when you were wondering about something, trying to figure out something, trying to wonder what somebody else was doing in your life or, or, or plotting against you and all of a sudden you had total clarity. And I'm not talking about, you know, just being suspicious and sometimes you jump to conclusions and then you were wrong anyway, but I'm talking about when you could verifiably pin the tail on the donkey and you know you nailed it and you know you got it and moments earlier it was not there. It was not there. 
you summoned it like I summoned it in those math equations where it wasn't there, but I wanted it. Now take this, take it out. I wanted it. I believed it was possible, although I doubted myself. You don't even have to believe in yourself, but you can believe that it's somehow possible. And yeah, maybe it could happen to you and it might just be a breath away. I really wanted it. I believed with timidity that it was possible. And then I pulled or squeezed and tightened that muscle until I couldn't. And then I would daydream. This is what I do in meditation. This is where I get my ideas for things to share, courses to do, the next book to write, whatever I'm in need of, how to approach a situation, how to approach a person, how to approach finances, how to approach health, how to, how to tackle those disappointments in my life. Everybody's got a disappointment, but when you learn these tricks, it doesn't even feel like a disappointment. It's an invitation for being more awesome. Like, oh, this thing is bothering me. That shouldn't be bothering me. I can go there. I can think about it. Why do I feel this and this? These two don't make sense. And who the heck cares what happened when I was five years old? Maybe something big, maybe something not. You don't have to know. You can move towards your own spontaneous illumination and then you act on it. You can't just figure out you know, your money issues and then wait around for something to show up because that means there's one more issue. You're not being congruent. Thinking of abundance and sitting around and waiting for it doesn't work. Go do something. Go do something. Go. I, took the, I talked about taking action, inspired action, clear action last week, the week before, so I'm not going to go there now. But of course, these things all tie together. Uh, spontaneous illumination is your birthright. And I was just reading this yesterday. I sent it to my brother and sister. So let me share this with you. Have you ever read the book, Jonathan Livingston Siegel? It is a priceless gem, particularly for those in search of higher meaning in life. And from cover to cover, it's a 20 minute read. Jonathan Livingston Siegel by Richard Bach. Um, this is not an ad, nothing in it for me, but there's a part in the book where Jonathan, who's seeking for more meaning in life through aeronautics and super fantastic flying, because you know he's a, sea, he's a seagull and he's in the afterlife. And he comes across Chang, the old wiser gull. Have I shared this story before? And, uh, and Chang can fly so fast that he can disappear and reappear simultaneously. And it doesn't matter the distance in between. Like he, he can go a galaxy away. Uh, he just closes his eyes and he tells the apprentice, Jonathan Livingston Siegel, in order to fly faster I don't know how fast, uh, to fly without, without speed, to spontaneously arrive somewhere else, is to begin by knowing you've already arrived. Begin by knowing you're already abundant. Begin by knowing you're already loved. Begin by knowing you're already healed. That's not even the point I'm going to make, but there's a lot of good lessons in there. So Jonathan Livingston Siegel is like, I want to do that. I want to do that. He wants it, wants it, wants it. And so he goes and sits from before sunrise till after sunset and doesn't move an inch. But he keeps going back and with concentrated effort, this is in the book, concentrated effort, contrary to clean your mind of all thoughts, concentrated effort, like let me figure this out. I'm made in the image of the great gull herself and suddenly, and the book narrates it beautifully in just a few paragraphs. Suddenly, Jonathan Livingston Siegel 
opens his eyes with a seagull screech and says, of course I'm unlimited seagull made in the likeness of the great gull herself. And when he opens his eyes, he's on another beach on another planet with a yellow sky and two suns. And the elder gull is with him. And, and the, other gull, uh, the elder gull says, very good, but we need to work on your, um, you know, your, your direction. And, uh, and Jonathan's like, I don't care about direction. Uh, I'm here. It worked. And the elder gull says, it always works when you understand. Forget faith. Forget believing. Understand there is a truth. Go straight to knowing. Knowing. Knowing like not, not I think I know or I claim to know, but you know like I knew with those math equations. When you get it, you get it and you're illuminated. And you can have this without massive homework and without massive selfless sacrifice and without endless courses and books. Go there with desire and yearning and a speck of believability that it could happen for you, whether it's abundance, health, or healing. Followed up with baby steps, followed up with all else I talk about. But that spark of knowing can come in an instant and suddenly you pierce through all the confusion that was ever there in your life before. This awaits every single one of us. And it can be easy. It can be so easy. Jonathan had to go through a couple of weeks of, you know, concentration, a couple of weeks. For me, I had to go through a couple of hours of concentration. It's just a thought away. Your salvation in however you want to color it is only ever a breath away. And yes, you show up with a glad heart and baby steps because you're liberated and you know who you really are and you want to go out and dance with the world and then the dots are connected and everything falls into place. Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up. Thanks for being here and thanks for asking your questions below on Facebook and Instagram. Special shout out to Infinite Possibility members uh, whose questions get the highest priority. Um, Mike, I'm a highly spiritual person, but I have deep fear of being out of control, which results in me having anxiety about health issues. I fear I'll have a stroke or a heart attack even though I know that nothing is random or by chance and I live in a loving universe. If you could please help me with some of your words. Thanks, Mike. This applies to everyone because no one watching right now or in the future is fear free. Fear is like one of the greatest gifts in our life. Fear is a blessing. It's an invitation for being more awesome than you earlier realized was possible. Generally, if you're going down the path of life or pursuing a dream, a love interest, a career, wealth and abundance, health and healing, and you find yourself scared, it means keep on going. You're on exactly the right path, okay? If there's no fear, there's no challenge. It doesn't even add up. Fear is part and parcel of life. Every dream comes with built-in challenges. Every challenge comes with a built-in dream. And fear, to a degree that minimizes over time, okay? You're not stuck with fear forever to the degree that you might be feeling it now. But over time, it minimizes until the point, like I said yesterday, it's like, oh my gosh, something just showed up. It's a challenge. It's a question. I'm scared. It's anxiety. I can be even more amazing. So you got to realize it's not random. Your fears 
speak to your conclusions. And while it seems like, oh, everybody's got a little anxiety these days, everyone's a little bit afraid of COVID these days, everyone's afraid of the vaccine these days, inflation these days, and whatever, it's like, no, yours is special. Yours is truly special because it points to a part of your thinking that is confused. Something inside of you is telling you that you're vulnerable. And as you pointed out in this question, I know I've been there, it's irrational. Uh, my fear of flying in my early 20s on a Delta flight, seven miles over Kansas, total terror gushed through my body. It was idiotic. It was illogical. Planes don't crash when they do. Not everybody dies all the time. You know, sometimes there's exceptions. But yet I was held hostage by this fear realize it's not random. It's not like your life is great, except you have this queer, weird fear. Um, didn't mean to use that adjective that way. Uh, but it's not as if it just showed up. It was custom tailored. So go there, go to where you fear, start journaling, meditate on it. The way I described meditation recently, not blank mind, but like, what the hell's going on here? I know I'm an, an invincible being of light. I know I'm an eternal God or goddess. I know I'm here for a reason. So why this fear of health or stroke or anxiety? It does not make sense. And you can see that. And that's where you've got some leverage. So sit with yourself, journal, ask questions, introspection, realize as well, just as I made clear yesterday, you don't have to know how or why you feel that fear. You don't have to know how or why you have uh, an invisible limiting belief. You don't have to know what it is. You don't have to know anything other than how you want to feel right now. And then justify, explain why you deserve it, that you're this being of light, that you're taking action, that you're going out in the world, that you're not cowering, that you won't be held hostage and compare the vision you have for how you want to feel with all the resources at your disposal to feel that way, including music, including a good meal, including exercise, including your savoir faire and just see like, it makes no sense. And if you're at all like I was when I went through my fear of flying, and oh, that's been replaced by other fears. You know, I, I can always find something to be a little bit worried about. But when I was dealing with my fear of flying, it took years and years and years, but I kept on flying and I kept on living. Don't be taken hostage. Keep on going out there. And in the end, it went away. It just went away. It just slowly ebbed away. And I learned there was like this place in my mind, this room of terror. And I would avoid that room at all costs. And I don't know how I would get there. I don't know how I even found about it. But I'd be sitting on that plane with turbulence. And there was that room of terror in the back of my mind. And I'm like, I'm not going there. I'm not. I'm going to distract myself. I'm going to remind myself how invincible I am how spiritual I am, that the odds, the statistics, the science is on my behalf, and I'm not going there. And the same thing, I can play and pretend that I have a room about any other anxiety or any other lack of confidence uh, about moving forward, about achieving what I want to achieve, uh, anything. I can be like, I can create, and I created this whole analogy 
um, on the fly by wanting to deal with my fear of flying. Your psyche, your greater self has at its disposal all kinds of resources that you unleash when you are determined to deflate and negate that fear, that anxiety, whatever is bothering you. So for everyone out there, and this is, this is you, I'm talking to you, you can deal with this through intention, through desire, through knowing how you want to feel, by pretending to feel it, by showing up, by going out, not being held hostage. And all of that, all of that energy, all of that focus, all of that wisdom that you've summoned will rearrange your thinking mechanisms to create a room, to create a prop, to create a crutch or a cane or a tool or whatever you need to beat that fear and move on. And every time a new fear shows up, it is smaller and smaller and this upward spiral takes off. This is why you're here. You are the eyes and the ears of God. You are not meant to be taken hostage. You're here to live in joy and you have everything you need to live in joy and in prosperity and surrounded by friends and loved and in love. You are who God most wanted to be. This is passing. This fear is not forever. Nothing is, and certainly nothing unpleasant. And life gets better and better and better. You just keep staying the course. Keep going in the direction of feel, fear. Feel it and do it anyway. Jumbo fellow adventurer thoughts become things. So glad that you could make it off for this spiritual tune-up happy hump day. All right. This is a little esoteric. It's kind of fun. All right. I have a question about how we exist forever. If we're constantly learning and growing, Mike, with each lifetime, when, we're, when we've learned all we can learn and choose not to come back to Earth or other planets again, what happens? Are we just floating around? I have a tough time comprehending a never-ending existence, and I find myself becoming anxious about it at times. Where do we go and what do we do forever and ever and ever? Is there a point at which we've learned everything? If you've ever watched the ABC show, The Good Place, I have not. I got anxiety at the end of the show as they were just a ball of light at that point and that was it. They were, okay, all right, so, so I think you all can even imagine where this is going, but let me uh, make this brief and easy and lighthearted. First of all, there is so much more to reality than a human mind or even our heart's intelligence can fathom and comprehend. Just look at the mind-boggling elements that surround us, the symbiotic relationships of a hundred million species on planet Earth, and there are a hundred million planets with inhabited that are inhabited with sentient creatures like us, and that there is um, an awareness even possessed by an atom and a molecule and a quirk, and that everything everywhere is God. It was from the zenith, the absolute pinnacle of your own majesty, in the mind of God, God's greatest idea was to be you. And that's all you need to know. Trust it. Trust that you're in good hands. Trust that God knew what God was doing when God said, yeah, there, then, time and space, planet Earth, fill in your name here. Okay, it is enough now that you're here. 
And you can feel that sense of peace and security by deducing that there's no other explanation for your presence here than it being what God most wanted. Trying to understand more with the little bitty brain we have, no offense to humanity, is like a child in first or second grade, age six or seven years old, freaking out because they don't understand multidimensional mathematics and equations and calculus. And it's like, hey, look, if you can handle first grade, you're going to be an ace in second grade. You handle second grade, you're going to do third grade. And if you can handle being a human being, well, then it's like more light comes on and more awareness. And then your body can't contain you anymore. And then you realize you're everywhere always at once. And then there's a whole new vista for all kinds of things. So this question has a lot of relevance because right now with these political divisive times and the, uh, the hideous invasion of the Ukraine by Russia and all that's going on, people are trying to figure out people. Don't do that. Try to figure out you. You have come pre-equipped from on high for a special mission that was never given to anyone else and that can never be replicated again. And that mission, should you choose to accept it, double agent 007, is to be who you now are. I can't do that. No one else can do that. No one was up to the challenge of dealing with your combination of dreams and fears strengths and weaknesses. Only you could handle that. And you took that invitation. You grabbed the baton and God and every single angel is cheering you on. You can do this. You can handle it. Just one moment at a time. Be present. Don't try to figure out what's going on in the mind of Putin. Don't try to figure out what's going on in the mind of political leaders in the opposite spectrum that you find yourself in. Don't try to figure out the injustices that are everywhere, the pain and the suffering that is undeniable. Master yourself. Know that there's order, that God wanted to be every single element, being, quark, nano, human being imaginable. And God is now playing those roles full out. When you master who you are, this is your only assignment, then more is added to the equation, the equation of you. And whether it's this incarnation, the next incarnation, whether you're able to kind of hitch your mind to a star and ascend, that is most certainly possible, you can decide what comes next, but it will all begin with your acceptance of the most extraordinary assignment ever delegated to a mind and that is to be you. So be you. Be here. Be now. Everything else will take care of itself. God still most wants to be you. And all is supremely well as this adventure plays out in the heart and the mind of the divine where everything is sparkling with infinite possibilities. Don't try to understand anything other than your life here, now, today. Everything else will take care of itself, including your greatest joys. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, and uh, happy Spiritual Thursday. Uh, time for Spiritual Tune-Up. Uh, and this one, this question is kind of out there. I'm excited to dive into it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on conspiracy theories from a couple of different angles. But first, taking into account the questioner's perspective. 
Mike, a friend has suggested that there has been a spiritual virus somewhere along the line. And that's why we, most people, have lost our connection to our spiritual selves. He says that people in power have wanted to keep the masses trapped in the dark and caught in the illusions so that people in power can stay in power. I don't believe that there could have been a spiritual virus, but I would love your take on this. You know, the whole idea of a spiritual virus is um, very, very similar to reality. It's an amazing metaphor. It's like that, you know, sexually transmitted disease that's 100% fatal called life. Um, well, it's uh, very, very accurate in that parents and guardians passed on to those they love and cherish the most this broken idea that we need to react to the world. That there is the world and that there is us. And you better defend yourself and you better be strong and you better be first and you better be mighty. And you got to hold the faith and work it and blood, sweat and tears and all of that is a lie. But that we pass it on to those we love the most, it's just like a virus. It's highly, highly contagious to impressionable minds thinking that life is happening to us. Whereas the truth is we are the eyes and the ears of God Almighty come alive in the dream of life, gladiators of love and joy, as you've heard me say countless times, here for the fun of it, here because we chose it, here because we are who God most wanted to be, we are who we most wanted to be, you are who you most wanted to be. Given the terrain, given the fears, given the excitement and the passion and the dreams that you would have in this probable version of yourself, this is who you wanted to be. It's custom tailored for you to blow the lid off of it. You have the power, you have the ability, and there's no one, no conglomeration, no collective of powerful men or women or aliens that can take that from you. Okay, so let me veer away. No, there's no spiritual virus, but it's almost as if there was. It's such a great metaphor. Yet, this is a virus you can cure yourself from in an instant by going within, by seeing the truth, the intelligence, the magnificence, the beauty. I mean, maple syrup and hot couture and private jets and supercomputers on your phone. And yeah, I know we got to watch the greenhouse effects and no, I don't have a private jet. Um, but just the awesome nature of creativity and this bastion of order and perfection everywhere. It's brimming with divine intelligence. And that's just patently obvious. And in the instant you reflect and you see that you are healed. You claim responsibility not only for your own happiness, but you claim responsibility for your own unhappiness. Yeah, that's a big one because usually it's someone else's fault, right? Somebody, if you're unhappy, it's somebody else's fault. No, it, it takes a spiritual giant to realize they are the creator of all they feel, no matter the external circumstances. And yes, people can behave badly, but you get to choose how you will feel every second of the day. And it's easier than you might suspect. So, no spiritual viruses. No such conspiracies, but a word on 
conspiracy theories in general because gosh, there's so many of them and man, have they infiltrated um, every nook and cranny of our civilization. I am astounded by some of the people who whisper to me in confidence, people I love, people who are brilliant, people who are fantastically successful, that, that, that there's this like corruption, deep government, all the way to the Supreme Court. Um, I am flabbergasted, flabbergasted. Maybe I'm the last to know, but here's the only thing you need to know. Whether you partake or believe in those ideas or not, the only thing you need to know is that you are untouchable. You are untouchable. This is the great truth that was hidden due to the spiritual virus thinking that we're byproducts of a life and a universe that doesn't need us. The universe needs you. Your reality needs you. You are the pivotal player, the prime mover. And in a moment, by changing your thoughts, you can change your entire experience. No matter what idiots are in power, no matter what kind of conspiracy they may be trying to hatch, you are untouchable. Your joy is untouchable. Your health is untouchable. You can draw tangents and say, what about the people in the Ukraine? Uh, They're suffering mightily. And I totally agree with that um, due to the invasion of Russia. But it goes much deeper than looking at the surface and saying, oh, today somebody's in a bind um, and they can't just turn it off. These kind of dramas, these co-creations of civilizations rising and falling, this is part of a collective equation of reality creation. And there is order and there is purpose and they can change their mind and they can free themselves from this. And I'm not saying there's so many tangents here. Uh, you could make me look really bad if you took any of this stuff out of context. But I trust that you're here to find some peace and connect some dots yourself and draw your own conclusions. Don't draw Mike Dooley's conclusions. But back to the, the general message here, every single person chooses their happiness, their health, their prosperity, their creative contributions to the world, their friends, their harmony, and their chaos. Everyone, and this is your power, and do not give it away with the notion that, that governments and people or men in power are trying to do this. Remember, as I've shared before, politicians cannot even keep their own private affairs secret. They can't keep anything secret. There's too many of them that are, are, are not elevated in uh, love and appreciation uh, of the finer spiritual aspects of life. And so it's the lower vibration people who might want to do stuff like that, but who are totally incapable of doing stuff like that. Just a side note, in case you're on the fence with regard to a conspiracy theory, my private opinion, it's not so private at this moment right now, my opinion is none of those conspiracy theories, none of them hold any weight or any bearing in the world. They're, they're, they're worthless. They're, nothing's there. Okay. But you might believe they're there and I respect your belief and go ahead and, and, and believe it, but don't give your power away to those. You're not vulnerable. You are powerful. You are a creator. If you bask in the glory of the love that you were born of, you will shine almighty in love and joy, prosperity, and you will help lighten the 
darkened path of others. Okay, so that's my take on conspiracy theories. The bottom line is you create your own reality. You created every single moment of every single day and whatever you want, you can have. Thoughts become things. Thanks so much, fellow adventurers. You live in a safe and loving world. Uh, and, and yeah, there's crazy kooks out there, uh, but, uh, but you are greater. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, happy Friday. Time for a spiritual tune-up. Today's question is about feeling stuck and how to move forward. Mike, how do you deal with, interrupt, and get rid of the long-term feeling of being stuck in a situation with very limited views of what's possible? This is really, really, really common. I probably get a... a, a a question on this almost weekly. So for all of you harboring it, um, there's, there's resonance to the answer. For those of you not harboring it, I think I got something for everybody on this glorious Friday. First off, you are feeling stuck as a creation or a function of your own, hear me out, thoughts, priorities, some of which are very noble, and or limiting invisible beliefs. And because you've been in the point where it's kind of stagnation for a long time, right now what you feel like is you're here and you wanna go there and the distance seems absolutely overwhelming. In fact, it does overwhelm you. What could you achieve with your little baby steps to make any difference and so you wait and you dream bigger? You can move forward without sacrificing those priorities, those fears, those invisible limiting beliefs, you can work even within them incrementally. What I want you to realize is that your transformation, your freedom, an expansive view is just a little new thinking away. Thought is all we have. Everything is thought. Material things are thought. And just a little bit of new thinking can take you from here to there. But be patient and let's honor, and here's the surprise, let's honor whatever it is, and you don't have to name it, that's created this situation of being stuck in a rut. It could be that you've put the needs of others before your own. It could be for the love in your heart. It could be out of fear, irrational or invisible limiting beliefs that you're seeing yourself as vulnerable. Let's not even give that a thought right now. Let's start thinking some brand new thoughts. What I want you to do in the smallest of ways, look for ways for there to be a minor pattern interrupt. What was an old hobby? What might be a new hobby? What's a new book you could look at? What's a new dream you could script out? Can you make a vision board? Little tiny baby steps that will spark new thoughts, that will attract new realities and new perspectives, new friends, new opportunities are just there to be taken while honoring whatever it is that brought you here. Think not that you need to go from here to there and think not that you need to slay some beast or giant sleeping within. This is not the way it goes. And as you come up with just the most benign little steps 
in brand new directions, uh, maybe picking up a hobby, maybe considering starting a business, just very, very increment, incrementally with doing a few Google searches and reading some success stories. As you begin going down some of these new paths with love and patience for yourself, I want you to stop measuring your progress based upon results. Okay, you're looking for the home run. You're feeling more desperate every single day. You want to see a knight in shining armor, right? Stop using results as a measure. And in fact, looking back over the time that you feel trapped or stuck or in a rut, I want you to consider and reflect upon the ideas you've had, the self-revelations, um, the, the introspection, the new ideas. You have actually been creating a stable platform from which to move forward. And this needs to be given credit for. I want you to use your experiences, your friends, new ideas as the benchmark for making progress and not immediate results in the physical world. You know, in the physical world, as I've said many times before, the, the omen of change isn't tangible. The omen of change, the indicator that change is imminent is what stirs in your heart. And if now, or if it's been there for a while, there's this feeling of expansion, desire, you know, a readiness to experience something new. This is your omen. It's all coming to fruition. And now you've got stability where you don't have to worry about the roof over your head or uh, relationships uh, and, and think that they may be at risk. Uh, the final piece of advice I have for you is to consider picking up a few new books. I mean, right now the vibrations are high on planet Earth for your own transformation. Um, I have used the last couple of years as a time to dive into books on metaphysics. At tut.com, at the very bottom of the page, uh, there's a recommended reading resources. I've updated that recently. The first uh, five to 10 books are all about ascension, self-realization, um, the inner world that we come from, our multidimensional existence. And then the lower dozen or so books are the books that helped me live the life of my dreams, helped me to awaken. Um, Ramtha, the Seth material, Emmanuel. There's so many great books. Richard Bach's books. Um, check it out. Do some reading in this time and, and let this be a mark of achievement. Let this be a measure you go by and, and realize that given the lockdown situations, the pandemic, the divisiveness and uh, political polarity out there, it's totally understandable that you might be feeling in a rut. Uh, and I think this is almost universal. I've only been on two airplanes, one to go to Mexico, one to come back in this most recent December in the last two and a half years. And, and my life was on airplanes. And what I'm saying is I can sympathize and relate, um, but look for smaller gains, measure them without using results only. Give yourself credit for where you are. You have created more stability than you realize. All is supremely well. The omens are showing up. You're about to blast off. So start dreaming, start reflecting, go within, take new baby steps, pick up a hobby, learn a skill, uh, do it online, do it on the internet, 
and little by little, incrementally, your path will be transformed and you will wake up one day like I woke up and you're going to be like, this is all I ever wanted. And it's all happening now at a faster clip than I could have ever imagined. And I didn't realize what day it went from stuck in a rut to total breakthrough. It could be you've already reached the tipping point and it's just not obvious yet. So use this time, realign your, your benchmarks to things that are less tangible. Um, take some baby steps and oh my gosh, you're going to have the best Friday, the best weekend of your life so far. Well, there you have it. One more week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you just saw or heard, please share with a friend, uh, thumbs up, like, follow, whatever may be the case on the platform you're now experiencing this. If you want more inspiration every single day, I send out a note from the universe. Right now, it's going out to a million people. We'd love to add you to that list. Enjoy. Thoughts become things. See you next time.